1: Around the NFL Podcast should add
2: Mad Money Smith to the payroll. I can't get behind that. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses. I'm joined in a room filled with heroes Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. All right. Money ain't getting paid by us. Yeah, you know, there's somebody here, I don't want to go all west here. Somebody's got to pay Daddy a little bit more in the building. I'm going upstairs soon. I'm knocking on some doors.
3: Well money's earning that moniker. Just got another na- a nationally televised show he's hosting with Tim Tebow coming up. So uh, I'm excited so to have uh, and who else? There's a, a friend that's so like successful. I don't know I didn't know if he'd consider us a friend, but we know him and he's successful. Colleague. So we, colleague cool. is probably the safer
4: He invited us out to lunch. That's yeah. That's what a friend does.
5: You don't feel like you have any other friends you would categorize as successful, Greg?
3: No, I mean I. I I'm saying it's nice. It's nice to see. it. Greg a, is off a, to a roaring a start. A good this guy morning, like money
5: doing well, generating multiple <laughs> argumentative conversations before we get to the air. Can you imagine Greg
3: at <laughs> a means Thanksgiving it's, table? That means way? it's Thanksgiving.
5: <laughs> Can you
2: imagine what's going on in uh, Wilbraham when Greg gets you know a couple of wines in him
3: and he's flying? <laughs> I, I mean, no one, no one in my family's lived in Wilbraham in, in a long in decade, but. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the only annoying one at the Rosenthal family <laughs> table. That's for sure. A lot I think of think Greg
4: gets more relaxed the more he drinks.
3: Yeah, no, I, I don't Less work. Argument. I don't Less w- argument. He's like the I'm, opposite I'm of a wrestler. I'm pretty chill. You're an anti-contrarian
2: <laughs> with a couple pops or whatever. <laughs> All right, this is the Week 12 preview show. Uh, in, in case you missed it, uh, the first three games of Week 12, a.k.a. Thanksgiving Thursday, the 22nd of November, we did a podcast that we released on Tuesday morning uh, or Tuesday afternoon, depending where you are, that had uh, the preview of Chicago, Detroit, Washington, Dallas, and Atlanta, New Orleans, in addition to our recap of the Monday Night Classic between the Chiefs and Rams. So make sure you check that out if you haven't already or if you're going on a road trip like Wes is in a nightmare scenario where his paramour, fiance, Lakeisha, is saying you need to – Uh, Get up at five in the morning on Thanksgiving Day to drive up to Oakland when you live in L.A. And Wes is like, but we're going out tonight, Wednesday night. And Lakeisha's like, I don't care. It means a lot to me. And Wes is about to learn that when you get engaged, when there's a ring, you start
3: losing battles.
4: Yeah, that's true.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, though, they're not going, though. It doesn't seem like they're going. Wes... You're right, and that's gonna be true, I'm sure, over a long range. But Wes, I feel like is a tough man to win an argument against, well, even if even if you're. A, I think Lakeisha Lake- is no pushover. He's no? In, no. Wes is in new territory.
4: In in this scenario, I blame myself for not realizing ahead of time that our game plan was flawed, and any idea of of driving out of L.A. on a Wednesday is pure insanity. So now it's changed to drive out at five o'clock on a Thursday, after partying with maybe the three of you guys and John and Colleen. It's, it's a bad game I, plan from the beginning. I would
5: just let it play out because so yes. many variables could bubble up between now and then that make any sort of a 5 a.m. departure not only impossible to you, but to her. She may be the one that comes so around yeah, on this. solution is let nature take its
3: course just and make
4: sure Lakeisha has a
2: good time
3: tonight. Yeah, and don't let her listen to this podcast before I, that.
4: I would say nobody ever has to really make sure Lakeisha has a good time. <laughs> there you go. All
2: right, we're going to get it. So we're going to get into the rest of – uh, the week 12 games um, and uh, two teams on bye this week, the Chiefs and the Rams, which was because they, they deserve it. They were in Mexico uh, or they were supposed to be. So I guess they built out a bye for both teams. It's probably why
3: they did that. Right. Smart. After international yeah. games, every team yeah. has a bye Yeah. So they weren't going to change the schedule for buy. So they're both off this week. So they last will be, two bye's of the season. That's it.
2: That's it. There will be less scoring this week. But we have a lot of games to get to. So let's get right into it. Starting with the early games. Uh, and uh, the Oakland Raiders, two and eight got a win uh, last week against the Cardinals. So John Gruden, you got to see uh, Chucky smile if that's something that you, you care to see. or well, I feel like most of the country likes to see Chucky scowling and upset. Uh, but here's, uh, here's the good news. They're going to Baltimore uh, and the Ravens are coming off a win. They're five and five. And Mark, uh, here's uh, a Lamar Jackson, another start for Jackson. What, what are we hearing right
5: now? We don't have an official word, but it sounds like they're very open to him. It's weird because John Harbaugh has bristled at the whole quarterback thing during the week and seems to not want to talk about what you do long range. I think I would I would guess right now that they put Lamar Jackson back in. If there's any issues with Joe Flacco being inflexible and being sort of a stone age pony in the pocket that can't move, you got a guy where you based your whole offense and moved it. Just stone like an pony. I don't know. Like he just like you can't count on Flacco to do anything mm. with his feet. The, yeah, this stone age right? pony
3: is not mobile.
5: Are you calling I Flacco know. a Fluco? I think Fleco is what I settled on. He's like a little <laughs> bit in between. Remember, <laughs> I think no, not the, a total. Fluke. This
3: whole hip injury has been has been strange, but I think they really would love to see Lamar Jackson out there for another week, especially considering the uh, the opponent, and see what they can do, see what they can add to the offense. And it, I almost felt like and I hadn't seen the game at that point, that the Lamar Jackson first start, like, everyone's taking it in stride. Like, oh, that was cool. Like, can he keep doing it, though? And I'm thinking, like, I've never seen a game like that out of a quarterback in my life. Like, even if you can't keep doing it forever, it's incredible what he did. It's incredible to watch a team play offense in 2018 so differently, and I, I thought he... Might be the best running quarterback to enter the league since Michael Vick. I still feel the same way. His burst is just amazing. And he did average almost eight yards per attempt in that game and make three pretty big uh, third and long throws, a second and 17 conversion. He doesn't-
5: well, he also nearly threw a terrible interception on the run. And he did throw, he did throw an interception he, he did. on the run. Yeah. Oh, it
3: wasn't perfect by any means. But he, he made some plays with his arm, and it's just fascinating to watch. Like Even if, like, I don't know if he's going to be a great next quarterback, but, man, if you can't have fun watching Lamar Jackson, it's like he's from another planet. Also, if you're a coaching
5: staff under fire and you want to make some pitch to stick around, don't you want to show that you can – work with Lamar Jackson versus putting him back on the bench and yes. doing what you've done with Joe Flacco forever. You're playing a terrible run defense, which is what they had against the Bengals last week. So you can do probably the same thing. You can try the if, same thing against Oakland. And if you're the Raiders, um, and
2: who knows if they have the personnel to do this on defense, but you're looking at that tape and you're like, you're probably thinking to yourself, all right, our number one move here is to make this guy uh, keep him in the pocket, don't let him get out. Uh, make sure if he beats you, you make him use his arm because that was untested largely in his first start. So you, I think it's, I would be highly – I would be shocked if he ends up uh, – you know, approaching the same numbers as he had last week because it's no longer a novelty act in uh, Well, I
5: mean, the Raiders have one Baltimore. game all year with more than one sack, so they can't rush the passer and they can't stop the, the Raiders. run. And Raiders, and and they don't travel
3: well east.
4: They're also one of the worst tackling teams in the league. They suck. Right,
3: I think he'll top it. Like, They'll I would suck. take the over on 100 yards for Lamar Jackson because he, in that game last week, he had a lot of great runs, didn't have any, like, long runs, and uh, over 20, 25 yards, and he just seems, like, against the Raiders, I would... Take my chances that he'll pop one for fifty at some point. No,
2: Gus Edwards too. No quarterback has rushed for hundred plus yards in consecutive games since nineteen fifty. Wow! Uh, and uh, this is the first. He was the first quarterback with a hundred plus yards since Colin Kaepernick in two thousand sixteen, uh, who did not get a call from the Redskins when they decided. To was that Mark the? Was
5: that a game against the Jets, or was that later? Did, that, did he do that later? Because I remember he flamed the Jets, and Rex Ryan was like hair I on do, fire uh, on the sidelines.
2: No, that was when he first started playing. Uh, and he had limited snaps. I don't think he did enough to get to 100, but he did flame the Jets in limited work that game. I remember that one. That was fun. The my, Tim Tebow, yeah.
4: My latest gripe with John Gruden, who compares Jalen Richard to Charlie Garner, yet it takes him three months to give him a major role in his offense. If he's Charlie Garner, why why doesn't he have a major role in September and October? Mm. Give me a break.
2: <laughs> Let's uh, move on and uh, – uh, he, we're you know, off to a little bit of a slow start here in the early games, and that's going to be a theme. <laughs> uh, next up, the Jacksonville Jaguars season over. You three take and the Rams seven. and
3: the Chiefs out of the week, it doesn't look as good. And some good teams on Thanksgiving, too.
2: That's true. Uh, so three and seven Jaguars who have lost six straight and seven of eight. Hard, hard to figure how they have collapsed uh, at this level. Travel to Buffalo to face the Bills. The Bills are coming off their bye, Wes. Uh, and, uh, of course, they, they whooped the Jets in the Meadowlands uh, uh, in Week 10, but this is a different story now. Uh, it's a rematch, if you would believe it, Wes, of two wild card teams from a year ago. Now they both are on pace for double-digit losses.
4: One of the worst playoff games I've ever witnessed, and um, this one might be worse.
3: <laughs> well, I hope so, Well, yeah. both
4: teams are much worse this year. Uh, Josh Allen is supposed to practice this week in full, although it's not sure that he's going to start. Uh, I, I was re-watching some Bills tape because I wanted to um, get get as much info as I could on Tom Brady if I'm going to say he's in decline. And this Bills defense is is so underrated, and they hit hard. We talked about uh, the Raiders being one of the worst tackling defenses in the NFL. The Bills might be one of the best tackling defenses in the NFL. Mm. I don't think the Jaguars just because they're more talented can expect to go in there and win, especially a a Florida team coming up to Buffalo.
5: I mean the ja- the Jaguars feel like a philosophical dinosaur where it's let's you know build our defense and hope we can do enough on offense. In their six game losing streak, Blake Bortles has thrown five touchdowns, and they it worked against the Steelers. What the Jaguars want to be worked for. Almost the three quarter, three plus quarters against Pittsburgh.
4: And if you take the second half of the Colts game the week before, it feels like their defense has been playing pretty, pretty well.
3: Right. And what happens at the end of that game? They played the Colts well overall. I mean, not in the first half, obviously, but like it wasn't a terrible game. In the fourth quarter. That, I still put it on the offense. How many times in 2018 can you stop an offense like Pittsburgh Steelers? So I put that game on the Jaguars' offense for picking up no first downs because that game should have been over. And Jaguars fans have finally – it's taken, what, five years. But I feel like, just based on Twitter, they've finally given up on Blake Bortles, like fighting – Well, it seems like their coaching staff has Right. Too. They're fighting – they're not no longer fighting that battle. And they are wondering – if you're not going to let Blake Bortles throw, and you're just trying to just avoid him, basically, like, would we be better off? Um, would we be better off benching him at this point? Why not? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what? they don't
5: have much behind them that's gonna right. that's gonna look very different. And you look at
2: the top of the draft next year. They keep losing. All of a sudden, the Giants win in a couple of games. Some of these finally, there are a couple teams out of the mix, uh, Mark Sessler, including your Browns and my Jets, that won't be in the quarterback hunt, which is very rare. Uh, but the Jaguars you think will be, the Giants will be, and you've got to track how these teams finish because it will determine uh, likely whether or not they get the top quarterbacks in this draft. Well,
5: and the problem is because you can't play the game where you're hoping that they lose out if you're a Giants fan or a Jags fan, but you have two coaching staffs that have to prove to the people above that they are the right coaching staff, so they're not going to try to lose out and get the quarterback for next year for the next regime.
2: And one more little narrative before we move on that uh, you Back in in sunnier times in Jacksonville, Jalen Ramsey was having fun with the press and, and, you know, trashing a bunch of players that he didn't know personally. He called Josh Allen trash before he played an NFL game. I wouldn't mind if uh, Jalen Ramsey ate a little (laughs) humble pie in this Mm -hmm. game. I think Wes is with you.
4: Uh, I think he could use several servings of humble pie. Uh,
2: Let's let's move on and talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Five and five after that big uh, Thursday night win over – The Packers, so after a mini-buy, they travel to Carolina uh, to face the Panthers, who are on a two-game losing streak. A really tough uh, loss in Detroit last week. They went for two, trying to steal the win. It did not work out. So all of a sudden, they're 6-4 and in a bit of a dogfight uh, in the NFC playoff picture. Um, Greg?
3: This is a good matchup between two teams that need a W This is uh easily the best game at ten AM this week, I I believe. Two interesting teams, if flawed, who have traditionally played really good games in the Cam Newton Russell Wilson era. They they kinda have a lot of a lot of close games, there's some playoff matchups, there's been some fights. It's just it it's a quietly uh, intriguing rivalry. Joe Person wrote about it. Uh this week, going back even to that, they the Panthers once considered drafting Russell Wilson to make him Cam Newton's backup and have a little package there. I'm glad that didn't happen, but I don't know if the Panthers are a better team here. And I don't, I don't think we we expected them to bounce back last week, and they they should have won that game, and they probably would have if their kicker didn't struggle. But the problems that they've had defensively just haven't gone away. They've been there since week one, that they're not a difference-making group. And so I think this is a game that Seattle can run the ball, that the the Panthers' defensive line hasn't played that well. And that's the type of game Seattle wants to play. And there's some there's something about the Seattle team. I mean, it's I'm going way off of uh, the metrics and all that, but I, I think they have a little bit of mojo in them that maybe the Panthers don't.
4: I think the Panthers are getting old. They have poured so much draft capital into their offense the last two years that – their their defensive front seven is now filled with guys who are thirty or even thirty five and thirty eight.
5: When hey. Gettleman was there, he religiously kept restocking the front four, the front seven, and they found a way to maximize inexpensive cornerbacks. And you had Sean McDermott doing what he does, and a lot's changed. And it's it's easy to not watch them and think it's the same old defense because you still have some of the same faces, but it's not. And I think I agree with you, Greg. I think Seattle. The way they took care of business against Green Bay, it wasn't perfect. They got they got in a my game. wheelhouse. A hell, of a hell of a win, right? I I would honestly rather see them in the playoffs than Carolina, but you know my gripe with Carolina.
3: I, I mean, this is a big game for the playoff position. They've you, won
5: three in a row in Carolina. Seattle has. I'm really sometimes you think you have a a
2: a, fig, a team figured out, and I I felt really good about the Panthers last week, and they didn't get it done, but. Can I imagine the Panthers losing three games in a row? I I I think they're a good team. I think they're a playoff team, and with this much on the line, mm. uh, and I do respect Seattle, and I think they do have some good uh, juice to them this year. But I don't think the Panthers lose three in a row, and I am going to lock it up for the Carolina Panthers. Come on, guys,
4: let's go. I like it. I I disagree with Greg and Mark. I think the Panthers are the better team. <laughs>
3: The Seattle's. I think it could be getting better though. Doug Baldwin last week looked like Doug Baldwin, and he makes such a difference for that team. He's finally healthy, and Lo- Baldwin and Lockett on the outside. I mean, that is a great that is a great pairing. Tyler Lockett was great last week. I think Seattle. I guess the reason part partly why I believe in them is I think they're a team that can get better throughout the course of the season, especially on defense. You have so many guys playing new roles and. You would hope Pete Carroll can keep coaching him up. Remember also, the Broncos are also in too deep now to bail the Seattle Seahawks, so you got to stay in at this point. Oh, that, I don't that, think that it's wrong rush. to bail that right now. That point doesn't
4: exist. Greg will bail and No, I'll bail in a no That's to the bail point right now, though. That's no. the
3: yeah. There's no reason to. But I was rooting hard against them last week. Uh, they just happened to win. Remember that the game. Broncos were the other team <laughs> that wanted to bring in
5: Russell Wilson to be Peyton Manning's backup.
3: I don't. Too much has t- too much has passed. Too many things have happened.
4: There were so many, like the Eagles wanted Russell Wilson. Everyone so said after the fact Russell Wilson.
3: that they wanted Russell Wilson. And you know what? I hope that Packers game helped helped uh, remind Pete Carroll. And I, it it was a little more pass heavy of a game that that let Russell Wilson do his thing. Sometimes it's, they've been a little too run heavy. I know <laughs> that I know they're running for 150 yards a game and everything, but. When you let him try to make a comeback, he can make it. So maybe you let him throw a little earlier.
4: Remember yeah. when the Jaguars drafted a punter over Russell Williams? Oh, yes. Mm. of course.
5: That's that punter now working at right eight up the street, I believe.
4: And I'm on Nebraska.
5: Uh, moving on. So many great games to talk
2: about. Oh, Mark. Oh, you're so happy. Because the Browns, they're back from their bye.
3: Only one loss out of the wild card. They just
2: need to win. In Cincinnati. only
3: one. No one's been saying that this week. Only one loss out of the wild card. Cincinnati. Well, I'm not worried about them.
2: Last in total defense, 26th in total offense, beatable.
5: I mean, <laughs> Cleveland has Greg slayed a few ghosts year. this year. They won.
2: Go win a football game, Mark. Win a football
5: game. How about one on the road? They've lost 25 in a row on the road. <laughs> and if they lose in Cincinnati on Sunday. Wait, what? Yes, they have lost 25 games on the road, and if that happens again, wow. they tie the Detroit Lions from 2007 to 2010 for the most road losses consecutively ever. We need to be running out of these like streak, negative streak type things for the Browns, right? But that's the thing they've 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 axed like three or four other of those things. That's what I'm saying. And How yes, many are left it, at this point? <laughs> this
3: this is the this is sort of the big one. Well, I mean, there's also be good. There, yeah, they will make the playoffs. I think that's there, one there's a help. whole like. I don't know how many straight seasons they haven't gotten to six wins yet or it's, seven. Like, wins. This is it's the kind of this is
5: like the low foundation stuff, and then right. we'll get higher up. But I but I watched that Bengals Ravens game, and part of the reason the Ravens were able to do, do what they did is that the Bengals run defense is just ghastly right now, and it has been for so long. And I like the matchup of Nick Chubb and what the I think Freddie Kitchens did a lot in the last couple of games to help protect Freddy Kitchens, Baker Mayfield.
3: Thanksgiving table.
5: That, that is not simply not funny, Greg. Kitchens. That that was no, also not funny. I That's just a fact. Start delivering hits if you're going to come up with your zingers. Mrs.
3: Kitchens is very happy Thanksgiving. I this got something on your Freddie Kitchens point. Yes.
4: The only quarterback <laughs> in the last five weeks to be hit less <laughs> times than Baker Mayfield is Andrew Luck. That offensive line is starting to protect Baker Mayfield.
2: Something smells good in that kitchen.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. You're hitting, like, at most,
5: like, (laughs) singles.
2: (laughs) Ooh, some renovations
5: underway in the kitchen. You know what? When I hear that Trubisky is not going to start for the Bears... Uh-oh. I have to ask myself. Oh, no. uh-oh. 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 Who do I believe in more? Trubisky sitting on the bench and Chase Daniel? There it is. There it or is. do I believe in Baker Mayfield? Oh, no. I'm so nervous. Did you watch his last game?
2: Yeah, he's awesome.
5: Lock
3: it up. Oh, no. Browns. <laughs> oh,
5: yeah. It's a total apocalyptic scenario. Oh, yeah. If they lose, their season is essentially over. <sighs> and I lose a lock. And, and This is the fourth time I've
3: locked them up this And you lose season. your
2: sanity, and that will haunt us all on Sunday. I know. All There's I'm, a lot riding on
3: All I'm rooting for or this year. Or it could go year. perfectly well. Well, I guess I'm rooting for a few things. I, But I, I oh, want no. Mark to be happy with his locks so that we're all happier. In this scenario, I can just smell a, a Chase Daniel victory oh. on Thursday. Oh, no, don't say gets, it. Gets, I have no problem with that. Which gets me that. my lock. I'm sticking with Chase. He was my making the leap 2014, finally going to happen Thanksgiving Uh and then you're gonna be thinking, oh, I shouldn't. I should have just oh, taken no. the. Bears. I mean, if it's such, a such Sunday. a terrible move. Feel free to, you know, little lock-off
5: scenario. If anyone's feeling this great about the Bengals, no, I like. I no, like it's not that. Like I'm worried the if the Browns
2: don't take care of business here, what happens?
5: Actually, if I lose this lock, though, I move into a new world of accepting. I'm probably not going to win this contest. So <laughs> it's kind of a. <laughs> Why there's like ten weeks left? But then the Browns lost too. Which takes them out of the playoffs. I mean, there's
3: a I'm lot not riding
5: see, no, of things. No, I'm game. not I don't see the Browns I mean, as a playoff team and I'm not sort of hanging every week on I'm with loss you though. I
3: believe in Freddie Kitchens. He got Brashad Perriman to to be productive. He's got Nick Chubb looking like a great top ten back. They have things that you can be excited about. Their roster's better than the Bengals right now. The Bengals are Basically a mess. I mean, you're seeing the, the Dalton scale. Remember he was up there earlier? Guess where he was this week in QB Index? Nice at 17. Right back in the middle, mm. Andy Dalton. Yeah. Like their biggest so. play last week was like a long Andy Dalton
5: scramble. Like, they're a highlight-free offense, but A.J. Green will be back at some I do like
3: think the Browns will win. win.
4: A.J. Green. A.J. Green changes. That's things. not a small thing. No.
5: You ever, ever had a moment in your
2: life where it's a big job interview or maybe it's outside the waiting room when your wife's in labor and you have that, that feeling in the pit of your stomach? That's me about that game.
5: Totally relate. <laughs> I mean, don't, you know, let's maybe maybe I won't be in an awful mood if they if they lose and I lose the lock. Maybe it just sets me free from this tangled drama that I don't need to be a part of to begin with. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> no one's fine that. <laughs> the New England Patriots uh, and the Jets, both
2: coming off their buys, the whole AFC East was off last week. Uh, so the Pats come back. Um, they. Lost in their Week 10 game, which snapped a six-game losing streak. But, of course, that also, uh, the loss to the Titans, had some people talking. People like Chris Wessling, who were wondering if Tom Brady, at long last, is in decline. And, and even, Wes, I'll set you up with that, but also with this idea that after what we saw Monday night, what we're seeing in New Orleans this year that it's starting to feel like the Patriots are a bit of an old guard and a new generation's taking over. How about that, too?
4: <laughs> How about that? Well, I do think there's some truth to that because the Patriots are growing older, and it's not just Tom Brady. It's that Josh Gordon's a step slower than he was in Cleveland. It's that Rob Gronkowski's a step slower and has been out. That'd be two. Um, it's that you had a wide receiver playing running back for a few games. The defense is kind of hit or miss. Um yeah, I do think there's something to, to be said about that. The Patriots don't have the firepower to keep up with a team like the Chiefs and, it, and, or the Steelers, I think, this year.
3: The one thing I would say to that, though, is when I think of the Chiefs and the Rams being ahead of the league, I think a lot of people think schematically. And in that way, I think the Patriots have been ahead of the league for much of the the, the last decade kind of breaking new ground, doing a lot of the things that the Chiefs and Rams have done offensively, and I think they still have that. I mean, that's the reason why their offense is ranked so high in points scored. It's not the most talented offense, and I think scheme and and concept and everything like that, wise, they're doing well with what they have, but I think to Wes's point, they're not as talented as those teams.
4: When I watched Brady last night, I watched his last five games, and so much of their offense is smoke and mirrors, yep. trick plays. So many of those points scored – are blocked punt returns, kickoff returns, defensive returns. It's not all offense. And I just wonder about the staying power. Um, Brady's passes between the numbers are fine. Outside the numbers, there's a tendency for his ball to nosedive at the receiver. There are more tipped passes because of that. And I I don't think that he's like – I'm not saying he's a liability. I'm just saying – The ratio of throws that he used to make has decreased.
3: And I think they're a team that is so based on timing and continuity and being on the same page with Brady, and they have not had that this year with their receiver and running back and tight end and all their skill position. They haven't had any continuity. They haven't had the same group together. They're ninth right now in offensive efficiency, which sounds about right to me. Like they're a good offense, but they've been very used to being one or two or three. I, as a Patriots fan, I do think there is a hope here. Not only that the schedule's a little soft down the stretch, but that Gronk is returning for this game. That Sony Michel is back. That Josh Gordon, you know, has the bye week. Julian, like that, you at least think, okay, the best that they're going to be able to put together this year. Maybe they can put that forward over the next five weeks. On the Jets side,
5: like you, Sam Darnold watched practice on Monday. He's now in a helmet. He was warming up today and taking part in. You know, on a limited basis. He's not involved in the
2: individual drills. I and mean, It doesn't sound
5: like he's. Sounds like he's out. The only thing is, and that's fine, I would love if he is healthy because he's saying he feels great. Who knows what that even means? Like, you want to see Darnold go against the Patriots. You just do. I just don't want him to be out for weeks and weeks and miss this and have Josh McCown in there.
2: I think that's what every Jets fan was excited about to see this, the new guard go against Brady and see where he was at. But at I don't. Week 17. And you got week 17. Maybe that's when it happens, although. Who knows if the Pats will have anything to play for that week? Um, I think they will. We'll see. And I, I do think I do. So I think McCown plays, but it would be fun to see Darnold play, as bad as things have gone. And if I look at the Patriots' schedule, even though I don't necessarily believe in them this year, I think this is the year that they get whacked in the AFC playoffs at some point. I still see eleven or twelve wins. So I think they're going to be there. I don't think there's any way they're falling off a cliff or anything. And they still might even get the bye because what they do. And what they've done for years, even when it's looked a little grim in November about will they get that by, they take care of their business and then other teams seem to fall back to the pack. Uh, we'll see if that happens
3: again. I mean, before that, tight. I think there is a chance we see a better – and it, it's perfectly possible. I'm just hopeful because I'm an optimistic fan, and that's not going to happen. But throughout their history, they do close strong. And I think it's very possible that we see a better team than we have seen and more like the one that, honestly, everyone was pretty high on when they beat the Chiefs. Bears, Bills and Packers in a row. And there were some fluky things in some of those games, but for the most part it was going in a good I remember direction.
5: Remember when Favre from 2009 to 2010 he just simply fell off a cliff into total darkness. Like 2010 was so un- unbelievably hard to watch. But with Brady it is does seem like a truly gradual decline. Maybe you get a game where he, he's 13 or 15 and 2 after double digit losses in his career. I mean, maybe I mean they might be not, the, not thir- the week where we're going to get bad Patriots. He might be the third but. best
3: AFC team, third or fourth, but it's like well, a lot of times the third or fourth best team ends up finding a way to get it done, and I would never count out Bill Belichick from coming up with some playoff game plans. Maybe
4: the bye week freshens him up. I mean, there's a there's a long-running theory in football that older players decline throughout a season because of the hits and because you do get older throughout the season.
3: Is Gronk playing this week? It he is expected to play according to ESPN, but it's it's Wednesday as we're taping and so we don't have a ton of info. <laughs> Anybody read that hit piece from Manish Meta about
4: Gronk? That was laughable. <laughs> I did not. That was like the New York media Manish. is on my radar in a way that they have not been on in a long time.
3: <laughs> I mean That's I, saying something. I honestly think it it's so transparent and like WWE style. That you you it almost is done with a wink of the There's eye. A Weekend at Bernie's reference. Yeah, they they had they had Brady and uh, Belichick holding up gron- a dead Gronk of Weekend at Gronkies. I mean, I mean they've just been wishing for it for years and years. Erica's so. melting over there. You need to get. As a Patriots fan, you get a get a stronger I backbone. I feel great. I, I feel okay, great. You I didn't just, like this I convo. just don't yeah, like you all this Talk,
5: yeah. We're
2: going to see Erica crying in January again. I mean, Erica I'm not
1: essentially. For it, but it's just going to happen. You totally are.
5: You were never alive when the Patriots were a white hot disaster. Right. So the second half of your life is going to be very difficult. A great, as you have had it great. You go through decades. We've had it great,
3: and eventually you have to accept it. But now this is not the year to accept anything. They are seven and three, and right in the middle of a. Now race. you can I accept already, it around right. January. That's what you want to do. As a that's what you want to do as a as a sports fan Have your team in a playoff race? That's no guarantee. Feels like it feels very
2: false. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Erica crying, the Eagles won the Super Bowl uh, back in February, beating the Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Um, uh, but things have gone south in 2018. They are riding a two-game losing streak, so they're four and six third place in the NFC East, and they they may not have to win out, but they got to start winning with regularity, including a three-game division swing right now, starting with the Giants, hosting the Giants, hosting the Redskins, and then at Dallas. They might have to win all of those games, but you got to start here with the last-place Giants, and, and Greg, the Giants, if nothing else, are playing better football. They've won two straight, and the way the
3: Eagles are playing, I don't think you can look past any opponent. No, you can't, and I think the Giants have kind of come up to their level. I don't think they were quite as bad as a, a one-win team. And I think the Eagles have, have come down to, to their level. Malcolm Jenkins kind of calling them out, the rest of his teammates out this week for some of the attitude that he thought he saw on the field. But it's like they've been saying this every week. There's been a new, like, now we're running out of time every week, you know, between between Doug Peterson and the players. And it and it never really changes. And I thought it was interesting uh, in that Peter King piece, with which Chris Wessling recommended highly, and it was very good. He was embedded with the Saints last week, and one of the Eagles takeaways I had from that is the, the Saints defense really just wanted to put that game on Carson Wentz, that they did not believe he could make the throws mm. necessary, and he did have a tough game. And I just found I found that a, that thought and approach interesting. I don't think he's getting as nearly as much help from his coaches and his skill position uh, teammates, but that I thought that was interesting. All of his five deep shots
5: downfield fell to the turf. Last year, that was the complete opposite. They were so explosive, and they could kill you with the run. I watching the Giants Bucks game. I thought it was going to be bored out of my mind, and it was the opposite. I thought it was one of the best Saquon Barkley performances yet. There was a play where he, he had so much room to run, but I think he, I think he, like the way he runs is unlike anyone else I've ever seen. Where he had a little scamper out into space, and then just did a little leap through the air to stay in bounds. But he also ran better. I thought for short yardage, he had a really tough touchdown like run that was about five or six yards, and. This this is not an easy game for the Eagles. Their secondary is so banged up right now that it's good. It's, it's arrow up for Odell Beckham. It's arrow up for Saquon Barkley in this game.
4: I agree with all of your analysis on Saquon Barkley, and um, because the Giants are now a playoff contender and Eli is back, <laughs> <I don't, laughs> um, the Eagles are going to have you gonna our, lock it up. The Eagles are going to have a hard time winning, but I'm going to lock them up against this powerhouse that the New York media has told us. Oh, shoot. The New York media has told us that this team is real. They beat Nick Mullins 49ers. They beat the worst defense in the NFL, and they are ready to rule. Watch out, Philadelphia! These Giants are a monster. Eli should probably be signed up for four more years. Lock. They him are starting down to build that case. Away. Lock him who down. Who wants him?
5: For, who wants that?
4: The New York media. They are an absolute laughable, reactionary mess trying to get the New York City fired up. They are clowns in the media. there,
3: they, uh, there is a little. I'm Jack the Ripper. There is a little bit of, like, I, George I Bush sad. and Condi Rice, you know, right right before the Iraq War. They're, like, talking about, you know, they're starting to build the case. Lies, like, you mean? Slowly, yeah. I mean, saying, like, oh, there's some mat- weapons of mass destruction here. Like, you know, maybe they were behind 9-11 there. They're just, like, slowly building up this false case, which is going to end up with Eli Manning. Greg or, letting, or, letting or his I,
5: boy I Dick Cheney yeah. off the hook
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> counterpoint, I do like this the pivot by – Eli haters like Wes and and Greg and others. Oh, we don't get to kick dirt on his grave because he's playing – Better now. He's played so fine. He has not. Let's, he played let's well. Now, let's now turn to a hard mock that. Oh, the Giants will now definitely re-sign Eli because he's so good, <laughs> and that way, when he comes back down to earth again, you can then celebrate all. Uh, it's all very, uh, very, very predictable. Oh,
4: we're the ones who are laughable here, not the New York media. That's just, funny, Dan. You are just as reactionary
2: funny. as the New York media. With her, we've been your, saying the same thing for here. three
4: years. I've been saying it, and this. just because they, just because he beat in a play-action-heavy game plan, the worst defense in the league doesn't mean. That he's back. Come on, it's hard to
3: it's hard to have a team that's not watchable when you have Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham. I'm not I mean, defending. I don't the Giants. think there's.
2: Here's. I'm just saying. By the way, back in like week four, Wes, you were you were louding the Giants' offense and saying they're about to take off. So, if I think that at well, and I got shredded when
5: I wasn't here for picking the Panthers against the Giants in a lock. So. I'm not. The only, come on, people. All, you know, all
2: I'm saying is is that Eli is not going to. Resigned with the Giants, there he's just having everyone's jumping on this idea that oh now the Giants are going to get sucked in. This is just a temporary thing. That's it. Mm. I don't know what. And the, nobody's the, getting sucked in. I don't. I think the New York media they they're getting sucked. This is what they're getting sucked in by. Because I know this media very well. Three and seven, two game winning streak in a bad division. And they're saying, right. well, what could happen? And by the way, not for nothing, the Giants have had their share of fairy tales in the past. So they're doing what they have to do to juice things up, to make things more interesting in what's otherwise a lost year in New York football. It's just what they do. I don't understand mm. why you would hate the, the, a gossip rag for being gossipy. What happened to journalism? The New York Post and the New York Daily News never said they were journalists.
5: Yeah, they It's th- a newspaper No 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 yes, the, they Hold do. on. The New York they, tabloids do not have It's not- a tabloid. Well the Come
3: writers on. the writers are different than the, the the beat writers are different than the columnists who are different than the headline makers. But and that's and been and the that. case right, for so, yeah. decades. But yeah. you can't
2: just yeah. throw
3: out the baby with the bathwater. You have
2: to understand who's writing what. It's not the entire well, Here's New York the
3: thing, media. I, I'm I'm with Wes that um Shocker. That they're gonna win this game. But I checked. I checked the weather report uh, for Sunday. Look at you. And um, it's not like going to be like a hard rain, but it's going to be like a little bit of sprinkling. Mm. It's going to be a little bit of drizzling, and sometimes He's you, know, his
2: brand again. you
3: know, you got to you got to be unemotional in these things. And even though I'm not like a, a huge Giants guy, uh, sometimes you have rules in life. And the Eagles are favored by an incredible amount in this game uh, for a, for much? a bad team. Just come by out. a touchdown. Okay. They're favored by a touchdown. And there, and I, I kind of have rules. That it's like if bad teams should never be favored by a touchdown. So I'm, I, I'm gonna go with the Giants. What if the Giants, Giants offense
4: isn't even the worst unit on their team? What if their defense is even it's worse? Not a good defense. And they have one of the worst pass rushes. They in can the barely NFL? hold off the buck, you know. Well, they can't stop the run either. Sunday
2: is gonna be wild now because Mark is locked up the Browns, mm. and Wes is locked up against the Giants. What if the Giants win and the Browns lose? Mm. It's gonna be atomic in
3: this room. That's well, what we're night. hoping for, because it, you know, it's like a little drizzle. The drizzle maker was out. <laughs> hey, the Giants could that easily is, win. The Eagles win by four.
4: The Giants could easily win against a bad Eagles team. They they have beaten bad teams.
3: Let's move on. You just
2: locked
4: up the Eagles though. Right? Mm. They could win. I, I, I'm not saying this is a gimme. I mean, the Giants are a playoff contender. I learned that this week. <laughs> <day.
2: laughs> <laughs> All right, the 49ers are not a playoff contender. They're 2-8 and eight, uh, coming off a loss to the Giants uh, and then a bye. Uh, they travel to Tampa to face the Bucks, who stink. I, who's their play caller this week? Is it the mascot? I, it doesn't matter because the Bucks are, are irrelevant, and their quarterback this week is Jameis Winston. Ryan Fitzpatrick back to the bench. Uh, Mark, uh, what is there
5: to watch for in this game? You want me to come up with an answer to that? <laughs> George Kittle, maybe. <laughs> I'll say this. Kyle Shanahan has shown that he can – there's not a lot of coaches can do this – that can make the most of a backup quarterback and a third-string quarterback. On the other side of the ball, I feel like Dirk Cutter is authoring a new updated uh, you know, guide on how to get fired because you can't make either of your quarterbacks work. It's constant drives that are blowing up in the red zone. I mean, they go for from fourth to one last week. Fitzpatrick cannot sneak – in for the first down, they have Jameis Winston fumbling the ball a yard outside of the end zone, which they're lucky resulted in a touchdown. They had a pick six. I mean, they're a, they can do a lot in between in between the red zones, and they can't do anything inside
3: of it. I don't trust this
5: team at all, and I think the 49ers are going to take them down.
3: Kit mm. Kittle is leading the NFL in in yards after the catch, not just tight ends, but they, but. Tight ends and wide receivers, which is a pretty incredible thing for any. has been great tight end to do statistically. Like he is, he is maybe the best tight end in the league. Is he better than O.J. Howard across
5: the, the other side of the ball? I don't know.
2: He, he just can- got moved to IR, unfortunately, foot and ankle injuries, uh, so he's out of the mix. Uh, and I don't know. Doesn't it feel like it's possible also that with the season already lost, that Winston might put up some big statistical games? To make the the Bucks think twice as they head into the offseason? Yes, but
5: it always comes a lot of with two or three him. turnovers. Like I, 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 the the production is nice. I'd like to see him not be a liability every single time he's in there. Well, every I mean, game. he's always going to have mistakes,
2: but I, th- I could see maybe the Bucks finishing close to make uh, finishing stronger to make. This I mean, a moving bit of a the ball hasn't decision. been a
3: problem. The the I think the Bucks are first in the league in completions over fifteen yards. Them and the Rams are the top two teams by a decent amount. That's a lot of that's Fitzpatrick, but a lot of it's Winston too. Is averaging eight and a half yards per attempt. It's just the turnovers are a killer, and I do think he could be the Bucks' quarterback next year. There's no way Dirk Cotter's making that decision. It's Jason Light's probably not making that decision. So. It's hard to say that whoever they hire to run their football operations is definitely going to rule out bringing back Winston on a 1-year contract when he looks at all the options. No, it's going to be an off season. It's going to be an off season of another option.
5: coach telling us how it's going to be J- J- it's going to be Gruden and Derek Carr
3: part 2 here, all off Here's the thing, if you're we'll we will have the off season to talk about it. But if I'm the Bucks, it's like and you're drafting a quarterback, like why not draft a quarterback and keep Winston for one more year? I don't know. Like what's the harm in that?
4: Here's my favorite stat of the season so far. There are three quarterbacks in the NFL with 11 or more interceptions. Two of them play for the Buccaneers. <laughs> oh,
5: my God.
2: That's, that's right, incredible. and only
4: Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen have worse passer
5: ratings since week three than those two Bucks quarterbacks. And whoever's
2: running the Bucks, they'll have to make the decision, to your point, Mark. Winston, for all his ability, has thrown 55 interceptions since he entered the league. That's tied with Blake Bortles, the much-maligned Blake Bortles for worst in football. The guy's a turnover machine. Can he be fixed?
4: He won't have O.J. Howard, who is out for the year and has been a Pro Bowl level. He has made the leap. A Pro Bowl level tight end this year. That guy's going to be incredible going forward next year.
2: Let's move on. The Arizona Cardinals, 2-8. and eight. Uh, They narrow loss to the Raiders. They really yacked that one away. Uh, and now they travel to uh, Carson, California. I've never been to Carson. Mark, you went to a Chargers game.
5: I had a great time at that. What's Carson? Tell me about Carson, though. It's like, t- like a with in, out with and it's not a ton of traffic. It's like a 14-minute Uber I mean, ride. You never been to the IKEA? I mean, it,
3: it's known. It's, for you it's wouldn't Ikea. even know that it has a different name than just the, like part of LA. Like it's one of those things.
2: I've been to the IKEA in Burbank. That's a nice establishment.
3: Well, the Carson one, just a nice straight shot. You get down there, have some of those meatballs, maybe around 11:45 with the kids. What there isn't like a, a giant a
5: sign welcoming you there. It's sort of in just tucked into the L.A. landscape for the most part. But StubHub, for all the issues, was an is an incredible game day experience. Great
3: soccer crowd there. Anyway, the Chargers are <laughs> seven and three, coming off that. A lot of big box stores, I would say. Yeah. Okay. A lot of big box that. stores, shopping centers,
2: strip <laughs> balls. Uh, the Broncos beat them 23-22. A game the Chargers had no business losing. Uh, and Keenan Allen said as much. Uh, he he straight up said the Broncos suck after the game. <laughs> well, you know what? You got beat, so now you got to bounce back. But luckily, the schedule gods got your back, uh, Wes, because the cards probably aren't going to be uh, road warriors here, right?
4: <laughs> yeah. Just when Joey Bosa comes back, they run into a Cardinals offensive line that seems to – lose a guy a week I, I think they lost DJ Humphreys last week he came out of the game I'm not sure of his status this week they had lost Justin Pugh the week before um, and awesome. they were already one of the worst Andre Smith gets beat by speed rushers this this feels like an incredibly lopsided matchup in the in the Chargers favor as far as the pass rushing
3: offensive line goes I think that the Rivers is Philip Rivers had a lot of bad luck over the year this year he's I think it's turning around on him not just that he's getting help but the schedule has obviously helped them throughout the season and to get the cardinals on the schedule right after you have that tough loss is beautiful and you want to see Joey Bosa look look a little more like Joey Bosa. He played about half the snaps last week, played made, about 31
2: I believe, they made, he was supposed to play 20.
3: Made made a play or two, but wasn't quite Joey Bosa. You wouldn't expect that the first week back, but I think that's kind of yeah, that's certainly one thing to watch in this game to see like if he's going to get to his full potential, because if he does, then him and Ingram are right there with any tandem in the league. They're pretty banged up on defense, too.
5: Uh, I did see positives in that game, and it, it was an awful loss against the Broncos, but Melvin Gordon ran as well as he has all year. Mike Williams made an incredible... T- he, I really like Mike Williams, that they can find a way to use him a little bit more, but my one concern is just how messy and sloppy they were. They had seven penalties in the first quarter alone, and they just... There were, they never found a way to separate from Denver, and that, that was, along with this game the
3: schedule that said this is how they get to Pittsburgh as a team with a chance for a buy and they shot themselves in the foot. I don't know if it's going to matter in the AFC, although it will against the chiefs and it will against the Steelers. And those are two teams they played against. But I didn't know if last week was a little bit of La Raville for their O line, which has been better all year, but got blasted by an improving Broncos defense. Mm. great running positive. back matchup
2: here, Greg. Uh, I'm going to, going to give you a, an option here. Uh, since week eight, Johnson has been, David Johnson has been a top five running back statistically We know what he's done in the past uh, outside of last year. Uh, If you're starting a team, Melvin
3: Gordon or David Johnson, who would be your pick? I would take David Johnson based on his overall body of work and his exceptional receiving ability. But if you're just saying, who do you want for the rest of the season, I'd take Melvin Gordon right now. I think Melvin Gordon's right there just about with any running back in in the league. Yeah, I, I kind of straddled the fence there. But
4: Melvin Gordon's had a much better season than David Johnson. Yeah, he's been and he's been a top three or four running back. I think
5: Johnson's been, had like a good three weeks basically.
3: Gordon's been so good that and I and I've liked him in the past, but you almost there's a little part of me that's like, gosh, why why weren't you? Are you going to be this good every year? Because I think he's playing at another level that he's never played at. And so David Johnson's a guy who's been ultra professional and. Ultra good since the basically the day he entered the league. We continue through the late games. The
2: Pittsburgh Steelers seven two and one. They are riding a six-game losing streak. They shocked the Jaguars. Speaking of yakking, jag, yags yacked a sixteen uh, zip lo- lead what? and gave up twenty straight points to the uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the Steelers seven two and one, and now they travel to Denver to face the Broncos. Who, you know, even though Keenan Allen says they suck. Well, they're four and six, Greg, and they got a win against the Chargers last week and they they have a faint, faint pulse in the AFC playoff picture. Well, if you want to have a real shot, you're gonna have to figure out a way to beat
3: the Steelers in your building. Yeah, they're technically only one loss back. There's a lot of teams there and they have very few very little margin for error. Their defense has gotten better throughout the course of the season. I think it's one of I don't know I don't even know where to put defenses anymore. Like aren't they one of the better defenses in the league at this point? I, I would put the Broncos in the top five or six. Really? If I could take one right now. Yeah, I really would. I think I think they give you a lot of problems up front. Since Bradley Chubb has really come on, like that is an unstoppable duo, and they're pretty solid otherwise. They stopped giving up big plays. I think they've been pretty good since September.
2: Statistically, they're middle of the road, but you, you're more talking mm. you know,
5: what you're seeing and, and their ability Are to they? create big plays. I mean, Von Miller has single-handedly won two games for them over the last month.
4: There's nothing wrong with Von Miller. I questioned their secondary, and I've questioned their
3: secondary all year. And they released um, – Football Outsiders has them fourth right now, it, mostly because they have a pretty good pass defense lately in Chris Harrison. They don't look like that to me on
5: on the field of the mm. fourth-best fourth defense. I don't even know what that even means anymore. Right.
3: That's the thing is I don't know if they're – they're there's probably not a lot of difference between the fourth-best and the I think the Steelers' the defense best. is
4: better. They released Pac-Man Jones, who looked like he was running about a four nine forty on a kickoff return <laughs> last week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Real bad. The end of the road for Pac-Man. It's been quite an adventure. It, I, I'm curious how the Steelers will respond. I mean, that was a great, stirring road win last week. It's funny because they, they played so bad offensively, and yet, I don't know, that is, that a, that is such an amazing win. I mean, that was such a That's... classic Ben Roethlisberger game, and you were talking about it on Sunday, Dan, and once I got to see it, you were right. It's just like after having a three-quarters like that, then to have the finish that he had, it's just it was just bad. Well, somebody,
2: I don't know, might have been on Twitter, came after me or us for outcome bias in that game. And yeah, they started slow, uh, and so you don't want to just you know throw flowers at, at Ben for an amazing performance, but the ability to, to close out a game on fire like that outcome
4: I, bias that's my favorite. I know
2: it's like, no. well, the
4: comes the outcome, they won, yeah.
5: I mean, also, I think it's an, that game is an example of stats exactly, not ben. mattering at all because like, it's like they were shut down. The Jaguars had a good game plan. Pittsburgh basically—that's the game they lose every other year. They totally adjusted and blew them away in the fourth
2: quarter. And that's the road to first-round buys. Right, you have to steal a couple of these games that you're supposed to lose, and then it's—it's it's like they know effing way game in Madden where you're you're designed to lose the game, and if you figure out a way to win that game, Ben, what happens when you figure out those things? <laughs> <laughs> go to the Super Bowl, maybe.
3: Erica, it's like like when you were crying after the Super Bowl. That was just outcome bias. You should have looked at the overall picture that they had a lot of yards and played pretty well. The fact played that played you guys well.
5: wouldn't even look at me is the still the funniest part about that night. That what you know, guys that you
1: joking about it now, but all of you were like literally walking on you know what? On
2: but You know what? Very it, was earnest, it was earnest tears. It was a woman that was shattered, and we were just getting to know you at that stage. You know, We didn't know you that well. If you were doing the same thing... Uh, you know now if it happened now I feel like maybe our reaction would have been different but it was a very kind of almost the startling to see you curled up in a ball in the middle of the concourse of the Super Bowl stadium sobbing
5: we also had four <laughs> yeah. more hours you had like four more I hours of work to do right. Right. so that, it's like let's not jump in with a bunch of like insults right out of the gate. right another word would be unprofessional that would be one that would be one I mean Me? we're, you're lucky that Greg didn't unfurl what many of his typical insults the minute he yeah, saw actually, that yeah actually you, you know. were sweet
3: I'm, yeah
4: was I? Thank you. I'm gonna change my Twitter profile description to outcome biased. <laughs> what, what, I, uh, is the, what? Like what's what's the criticism of everything? Everything should be done in theory instead of on a field. I don't
3: get that. I know we're I know we're way, way off the Steelers game, but while we're talking last year's Super Bowl, I d- I do want to point out like all the little. All the little uh, needling you guys sometimes do during the podcast about about the Patriots sure. losing and this or that. You guys are certainly enjoying that. You're rooting for that to happen. It is nothing compared to the fact that every week my daughter asks me whether <laughs> the Eagles won or lost because that's her favorite team. She's stuck with it. And I say, sorry, El- you know, Ellis, it's been a tough season. You know, they-, they lost another one. And then immediately she responds, well, they did beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and that, ouch, that's a weekly occurrence that week. blow burner <laughs> You know. That hits me so much harder than all the little needling you guys do during the week. It's just ugh. maybe what, some parental deprogramming is in order. What if? What, what if I told you? that I, let her be. Uh,
2: I worked uh, with Emeka to get that programmed into your daughter. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, all right, moving on. The late games. The Dolphins five and five. The Colts five and five. Uh, Mark Sessler. Uh, two teams battling. For a playoff spot, big game. Andrew Luck playing absolutely out of his mind. I've never seen Chris Wessling this excited about a player in a season since we are doing this podcast. I mean, are, are, we, are we really to believe that the Miami Dolphins with Ryan Tannehill back on the field
5: are going to be the team to cool down the Colts right now? No, and I would I would assassinate anyone that tried to lock up the Colts in this situation because they're so far and away <laughs> the more intriguing team. Assassinate. You could not – would anyone disagree that you simply could not lock that game up with I, the way these two teams are going? Well, you got to look in the mirror. That's all. I. It's just that we finally are watching Andrew Luck protected, and there was this nugget in our little statistical packet that back in 2016 when he had his full year with them, 41.8 pressure rate, highest in the NFL, constantly besieged, constantly on the run since week six, 11%. Zero sacks, lowest in the NFL, and what are we getting? We're getting an offense that, under Frank Reich, reminds you of last year's Eagles. Not anything else from anyone else, that it's a team that can do so many things. The running games come up to life, and their defense is good too. I can't find one thing about the Miami Dolphins. And tell me if there is a scenario in years where the starting quarterback comes back into the fold and there's less excitement (laughs) and less reason for it to make any difference for Miami at all. I disagree. I think it does with Tannehill.
4: Yes,
3: I mean I don't. I, I, don't, know. I, don't, I don't. name, I don't
5: name the it. name the memorable win that from Ryan Tannehill.
4: I, I
3: can't believe it. <laughs> exactly. So I don't. Be, I don't believe in Tannehill o- overall, and I have no idea what you'll get out of him coming off a five-week shoulder injury. But I do think Brock Osweiler was getting to the point where he wasn't really allowing you to play offense or try to win games, and so I think. Tannehill provides some help. My point Absolutely. is that, you,
5: that where if, if, if Tom Brady to come rolling in off his four-game suspension, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's massive. It's, it lifts the entire concept of the team up. The idea that Tannehill is coming back into the fold has zero Q rating and zero emotional response.
2: I still don't know who the Dolphins are, what they represent.
5: They're 5-5. What five. their
2: direction is, if they're going forward or backwards. They're To me, a complete mystery. Are they going to fire their coach, keep their coach, fire their quarterback, keep their quarterback? Are they going to be the best team in the league next year? Are they going to be the worst? No, one It's a complete. It's a complete mystery. They're not going to be the best team in the league. <laughs> are they going to be a playoff team next year? Are they going to lose 14 games next year? I have no idea what to expect from this franchise now or going forward.
3: They're They're a – They're a below-average offense, but not the worst offense. They're a below-average defense, but not the worst defense. And they're great special teams and maybe a guy who can come up with some game plans every now and then that confuses people. And and 8-8. Yeah. All I'll say is I could not look in the mirror and take the Colts. I had to pivot out of this lock. So do you see the Colts, because you've been in on the Colts, and I think I've been with you on some level just enjoying watching them play, but do you see them as like – a, a true Super Bowl contender, West. that's going to keep getting better and better or more just like a fun, fun team that's going to have a little ride that's fun to watch. You know what I mean? I see them as, this is a mark word, as a berserker
4: in the AFC playoff field. Mm. Yes. You do not want them in the mix if you're a different team because they can beat anyone. Their offense is that good. Um, their coaching is that good. Their defense, I believe, is probably um, taking advantage of weak opponents. I think that you can score on the Colts defense pretty easily. And and that But I'd
5: also say look at the Colts who they are over the last month and a half and just ignore what was coming before.
4: Absolutely. They are a materially different team. They mm-hmm. were an injury ravage and mess. They had eleven starters
3: out against the I want to see what they do this week. I think people are getting you know, they, they had that win against the Titans. This'll be where Miami wins after all we've just said. No doubt about well, it. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm not at that point yet, and that's why I, I like couldn't look at myself in the mirror that even though this is a, a dome game and the Colts the Colts are suddenly being treated like one of the better teams in the league. They're nine point favorites in that in this game and that's why I look at these two five and five teams, I think it ends up being close. It wouldn't shock me if the Dolphins win and even though the dome's on, I think it's gonna be raining there in, in Indianapolis. It's coming back. What is are you are you doing this with just like four to making. five games
5: a week now? I mean
3: we're just gonna do it until the NFL stops it in like a week. I would just keep the people wanting more potentially. Yeah, I mean, you have
2: it's, a major problem.
3: It's it's on your mind at all times. Clearly,
5: well, this, it's like the third game
2: it's already. It's also
4: this- it's also poor analysis.
5: <laughs> what
4: the Dolphins are not good, and the Colts can score 35 on any team in the league. If
5: it was if you, you don't were, really care about the Dolphins winning, you're simply. I, yeah. in your desert
3: if, it, if it was He's five or six about the I think they're either. getting too much credit, the, the the cults. If it was five or six then you then you don't touch it. But so if when it's the they bo- if it's when nine, they go
4: through every game scoring thirty five points, you just don't even pay attention to that and you're like, Oh no, they're not that good.
3: I, of course, I think they're good, but I think if you look at the balance of the season, it's more likely that this game—it, it's more likely but, that this game is within a different what, team one score. That,
4: why, why balance the season with a September team that was different I, than they? I'm are talking now. more
3: about the Dolphins that I think the Dolphins are a middle, Who of the, are not, the road team.
4: The Dolphins are all, also different. Losing Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, we don't even know if Devonte Parker is going to play. Their offensive tackles are injured. What I mean, they're not the same team. I would say also saying that—not
5: just you saying this, but saying that a game is going to be close. Or you're just that doesn't mean anything
3: anymore. It's cl- closer games than ever before in the NFL. I mean, well, that's why when when teams that are five and five are fa- are favored by like a nine points that that gets your attention but you're coming for from sure.
5: a from a hobbyist a desert hobbyist angle, which is completely different than and that's what right. I'm talking and you might, about. You may with say the you know
3: that that's a problem or cheap, cheapening the brand, but what are you doing? You're 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 watching on Thanksgiving and then you're sitting on your hands uh, on Sunday. You're just like, nope, um, don't think any of these games are interesting. Um. Sorry, it's raining all year. <laughs> Cy- cycling back, Greg is creating his want. third
5: podcast cuz this
3: is not our podcast. <laughs> Whatever this is. The reason going back to Oh yeah, like like wow, what a shocking development. Someone introduces uh a, a part of the show with some weird sound drop that no one heard before. Like that didn't happen before. <laughs> don't don't hit it out now. <laughs> Don't hit
4: it. It's what eating up it? real
3: estate.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is getting so fun.
2: Um, <laughs> the reason why Greg asked Wes in that earnest manner, like, are the Colts just, are we having fun with the Colts this year? Are we taking it serious? Because he, he knows what's censored. Happening January 3 6 matchup, Patriots hosting the Colts in the Wild That would be one mound. team,
3: uh, like, if I could pick. That's team, what's happening! If I could pick a team for the Patriots to lose to, it'd be the Colts. Like, I love watching oh, who this. Who like luck that? Are you a fan or not? I mean, I am, but I'm just saying, like, I uh, like what kind of what are you, what are you in the AFC? The Colts are probably my second favorite team right now. I got Patriots what? fans You're in like my mail They're in the Chargers. You're a literal alien. I like Wait, football. Wait, the Colts you, are your second favorite third, team would, in the AFC. I would go Chargers then Colts. I'm just saying. I like you like watching football games. Like that's what, what all we have to do. And so you start, you know, admiring a player like Andrew Luck, and it's been a little while since we had him in our life. It's just
5: confusing. I, I am confused I, because of everything you just said to this, and then now you're fine with the Patriots losing to them when you're also a Patriot. I'm not, fan. I'm not and the daughter, too much mental processing. The daughter processing with the comment on. about the Eagles and how it hurts them more than anything,
2: and yet he's rooting for the Colts maybe to beat the Patriots in the playoff. I mean and then there's rain falling and there's all sorts of stuff going on. I'm it, I am losing
3: track of it all. I'm like our presidency. I'm just trying to oh, con- that's good. just like throw a ton of information that means nothing to confuse the masses and then I'll I take mean, advantage. I mean, the other
5: option is turning team. off the show if it becomes too confusing for the <laughs> listeners. So let's, you know,
2: let's move to the primetime game, Sunday night football. The Packers 4-5 and 1. They got um a, a, a Really difficult loss, uh, disappointing loss on Thursday Night Football. Uh, but then the uh, the rest of the week kind of worked out in their favor. So instead of being kind of a long shot at four, five, and one, they are still in the mix in the NFC North and in the playoff picture. And, and uh, as luck would have it, they get the Vikings right now. And the Vikings, um, I mean, when you look at what's going on with the Vikings again, it's been a weird year for the Vikings where they they have looked sometimes like a, a team that was dangerous like it was last year, and then other times very vulnerable. And, Wes, right now I I hazard to to state that I believe that the Vikings are in another lull. They've lost two of three. They got losses to the Saints, which is no sin to lose to the Saints. I understand that. I didn't like that Chicago performance on Sunday night. You had a win over the Lions in between. I feel like the Packers are maybe catching the Vikings at a decent time.
4: Yeah, who knows who the Vikings are? But then again, you say the exact same thing about – the Packers sure. maybe the Vikings are catching the Packers at the right time That's because fair. the Packers can't get out of their own way I love the Packers talent I think they're a talented team but they're they're scheming their their situational game plan their situational game management is a mess and I, can they fix that in one week I don't know I, I lost all confidence in the Packers after last week that was really a, yes they yeah that was an embarrassing loss They so, out, they was, outplayed the Seahawks it was they so should similar have won that game the, the in rest. different ways. And they, they they shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. And that's maybe who the Packers are. Right, under the counter right is that have.
3: that's kind of been what they've looked like all season. A team that, and I think one of their players said it this week, they are less than the sum of their parts. Like, Absolutely. The parts are great. I mean, Devontae Adams looks great. David Bakhtiari might be the best left tackle in the league. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones playing fantastic. You had you have some players, you know, playing well on defense, and it doesn't add, it doesn't add up right. Something smells wrong.
2: I would, I you know, I was disgusted with McCarthy uh, punting on fourth and two. You could kind of feel what was going to happen after that, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers should be absolved at all. I mean, he maybe hasn't been the same guy as as well. And that third and two incompletion, that was stunning to see because this was a guy that's known for onions and to spike the ball like that. Um, he took a he had a role in that loss as well, so it was just a really a really um, dark night for the Packers.
4: Oh, Greg, I don't know if Greg did as much, but I I kind of buried Aaron Rodgers on our recap last week. He he. Okay, so he, he averaged over 10 yards per attempt. He made some beautiful throws. Some insane throws. And with the game on the line, I have never begged a quarterback in my life to take a check down, and I did it more than once in that game. Like, why are you – What what's with what the glory boy plays? Mm. The cocksure way in which he wants to improvise on every play instead of taking the play that is there, take the first down. Maybe I,
5: it's a guy trying to do too much. Well, I think he's been put in that position over and over, I and agree. it – I. I Last year's Packers were on my radar for the minute that he got hurt. They were one of the worst teams in football. Yep. And now they have, they do have a lot of talented parts. And when they're not performing, that is coaching. And I think it's caught up to everyone, if it hadn't already, that Mike McCarthy is deep on the radar. But the Vikings, this is a division that we could have easily, in our minds, said three teams get into the playoffs and we'd have no problem with that back in September. And every year you get a division you find out it's just not as talented and ready to roll as you think. And I feel that way about the North. I mean... The Vikings against the Bears were utterly dominated for big, long stretches of that game last week. And in the Vikings' offense, I don't trust them
3: to get out of their own way either. Love this Week 12 game. It reminds me a lot of the Packers-Seahawks last week just because I know they're not the two best teams in the league, but there's just a lot at stake, and these were two teams we were so interested in coming into the season. They haven't figured out uh, what they're going to do, but there still is time, but there's not time for both teams. I mean, this is such such a big game, and Cousins... Even though I think he's played well overall, I think everything else about the Vikings' offense is worse. I think the play calling's worse. I think the offensive line is worse. I think the running game is certainly worse this year. And I think the defense is worse this year. It's, It's not a bad defense, but it's not as good as it was. So Cousins is... Is not carried them, and he, he did not have a good game and against the Bears we, at all. We but. talked
2: about my Vikings fan friend who it's been on his radar that Cousins seems to do something, and these losses, that just kills them. And he did it again with that pick six. Uh, I know he's had a, a, a good year on balance, but is he good enough to really lift this team out of what's been a, a semi-slumber? Of
5: it's harder to build a team when you when your quarterback costs as much as he does versus had you drafted someone that gives you a four-year window to put money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's not... Really acceptable that your friend is seeing that or that that's what we're getting with Kirk Cousins, who's been pretty good, I think, overall. But he's not a difference-making guy that, like, has taken – we, we, th- oh, we thought would, without Case Keenum and you put in Kirk Cousins, obviously they'll be better. Well, the line sucks. Let's start there.
4: You're not allowed to be the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. Like, if you no. are, you're criticized. And he's he's had a good year.
3: We've – and he's I know the
2: 12th th- best, but he's also, what, the second highest paid quarterback.
3: I would NFL. even put him higher. I'd put him, well, you're right. Now that I look at it, I mean, he's right around 10, 11, 12. He was, he's
2: paid to put him over the hump. It's a win now situation for them.
3: They're lying. But, but, their but he's not that guy. Bad. I still, I haven't, I know Mark is. Just waiting to bury this team, and I don't blame them, but I still haven't given up on the Packers. I, no, I think no can, here's the thing. I think they can
5: win this game. Then their schedule I, lightens up. Do you have schedule, the Cardinals, Falcons, Bears, Jets, and Lions. So I'm not, I'm if not they, confident if they, they lose, My thing is if they lose this, I don't want it here, and we're not doing that. We're saying
3: the opposite, that it's everyone else's fault that Green Bay is 4-6-1. and one. It's their fault. If they lose this game, then I'm with you. But I, I I think they can win this game. If I had to pick it, I would pick the Packers, and I, I I still think they can get it. At
2: one game. point, I picked pick the Packers, too. And Mike McCarthy, for all his warts, and this could be it for Mike McCarthy in the reports that it is, uh, that this could be it if they don't make the playoffs. He has also been the head coach for all these late season runs uh, through the years. He's been there forever. Yep. So it's not like he's going to be the guy now that causes them not to be able to get hot because he's always been there. Maybe he's just a limited guy, ultimately. We'll see. I like that they're still in the mix. Jimmy Graham, by the way, going to play with the broken thumb.
4: Well, he's already not catching passes, so what's that going to do? Mm. Yeah. He, heard,
3: he heard that there's sandwiches on the line. That he's he has to get top, in there. <laughs> top 700 yards. Airs <laughs> blown on take it. Take some sandwiches away from Dan, so it's going to be close now. How dare he? All right,
2: last game of the week, Monday Night Football. Uh, big AFC South matchup. The Tennessee Titans coming off that ugly blowout loss uh, at the hands of the Colts. Uh, have another tough road matchup here. They go to Houston to face the Texans, who have uh, won seven straight after their 0-3 start, Greg. And uh, there was assumptions made that I was going to lock up the Texans, which I understand. I said I was going to ride with them. But I didn't really <laughs> – well, Yeah, you said that you I were going to
3: stick with them the rest of the way. you know something.
2: what? I didn't like what I saw from them against the yep. Redskins. And I will mm. also say that if any team in the league right now is due for a loss, it's time for the Texans to lose the mm. game. And it doesn't mean the end of the world for the Texans. Uh, but I, I kind of see this as maybe the week with the hot and cold Titans. Uh, maybe they're a little hot this week again on Monday Night Football, and they
3: get a W. I feel good about Tennessee this week. Interesting. Because I, I, I mean, I I would agree with your points about the Texans, but there's a decent chance right now that Blaine Gabbert starts this game. And I think that's a, Oh wait a second. a real problem. Real? I, I mean, thought we, that he was
2: going to be okay. With we just Mario. don't know.
3: They said it's a stinger injury and it we're taping this on Wednesday. It's a Monday night game and so that's just how it is. We're not going to know and I don't that think anyone's going to know until uh later in the week. That the Texans their offense is still limited. Like De'Marius Thomas had one target last week. Uh they're definitely better run blocking than pass you know blocking. That the passing game hasn't really taken the next step. If you look at their total yardage, they had 320 yards last week which is Pretty low for 2018. That was actually their second best game in terms of yardage in their last five or six. So the offense hasn't really improved throughout the course of the season. The defense has been good.
4: Yeah, that Dolphins game threw everyone for a loop. The analysis yeah. has been off on their offense since that game because people think that they're And that close. was a lot of
3: busted coverages, and Watson did a good job, but it was, it was a little bit of a fluky game.
4: They're a lot like the Titans. They are, They want to keep the score under 20, which the Titans do too, and these are kind of mirror images in that way.
5: I think the I feel like the Texans again that Redskins game caught Washington, where when its offense was at its worst, and it was a meltdown type game for the Redskins offense, and it masked a little bit a pretty unimpressive game by Deshaun Watson. I thought he threw two yeah. bad picks in that, and I you know I know Lamar Miller had a had a decent outing. Uh, they, they just don't have like from a running angle they don't have someone that impresses me that much, and when Deshaun when when uh, when Hopkins is not getting open, which is what happened last week, their offense is not very dynamic.
3: This is a huge game, though, in that division race. I mean, oh, yes. yeah. Texans are getting pretty close to almost locking this division up. I mean, the, we still have the Colts-Texans, which is obviously big, too. But
4: If the Colts don't lose another game, there's no locking up. Their kicker killed them, too, last week. I'm
3: kind of surprised no one's mentioned – you know, the elephant in the room here with What's this up? game, what everyone's talking Brennan about. Scarlet fever? That was it. That is where I was going. Like, Brennan Scarlet came out of nowhere last week to have the number one overall pro football focus grade <laughs> of the week. Everyone's <laughs> thinking, can he do it again? Scarlet back-to-back? <laughs> Tune in, tessator Monday night. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a deep inside <laughs> joke, but I enjoyed it a lot. Um, oh, that
4: was great.
2: Uh, and, Greg, get excited, because I like to... You know, look forward to this time of the year after Thanksgiving. That's when we fire up the Greg Rosenthal calculator, playoff calculator. Oh, wow. And it's that time of year almost. It, there's a lot of
3: non-scenarios. That's our calculator? So <laughs> I'm listening. I guess
4: so. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> waiting it. slow. Yeah. it's waiting like, like for
3: it. That one could go to the receiver. <laughs> I like the Rainmaker much better <laughs> than the, uh, the calculator. I yeah, like
5: the calculator Brilliant. that has, like, the little ticker tape thing that comes out out i yeah. think this is that but from uh you I mean, know
2: the 1800s <laughs> right. we'll go back to the drawing board on that one is
4: that an amicus
2: <laughs> uh all right there you go um that's it for the week uh 12 preview the next time you hear hear from us we will be recapping all the games that we just previewed so check out the sunday night flagship show uh and uh thank you to everyone and once again uh, for you uh american listeners happy thanksgiving and uh, to everyone else well, you know whatever have a good week. Yeah, have a good week. I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> Stan Hansis <laughs> signing off for a Quiet Storm. Ooh, a lot riding on Sunday. The mailman, the old boss, Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Till Sunday. com.